0: What's going, on, buddy? Today's episode of the Burn Down Podcast, round three with the boys Chris and Corey from the Hot Ticket Podcast. Coming up next.
1: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Burn Down Podcast. Today's guests are burned down previous guests. They're actually, I think, maybe our second guest could be uh to be on the show for a second time so congrats guys but it's the hilarious chris and Corey from the hot ticket podcast what's up gentlemen thank you for having
2: us you know guys i'm gonna be real with you like we haven't talked me like me and you guys for a little while that when i was invited on i was thinking it was that breakup you know it's like
0: it's just not working anymore
3: You know, like, yeah that's, that's what they that's that's what they get accustomed to doing is breakup <laughs> podcast sorry invite on, invite on. you
0: on to just royally break up with you
2: yeah one was Actually, fine guys this is it
3: <laughs> not a terrible idea for first show we've had multiple guests and sometimes maybe you just got to turn them away like you know make- what this is our last one no.
0: Listen, listen you know wait, wait, wait. would you rather us text you or would you rather us <laughs> say it face say to face face to face, face, you to face. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. we're old
3: school we're old school
0: yeah you know one time i i took
1: somebody out to the diner and broke up with her at the diner and left there with a stack of pancakes and tears so that wasn't a good move but did you oh. at least pay
0: for the bill uh, that's a no. That's a I don't, no. I
1: don't know. Actually. <laughs> he just walked away. He's just like that's a no. <laughs> everyone started looking. Everyone dark. started looking at me. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm out. Do
2: you want to hear a darker story? Yes. No. Yes. I want to
1: light
0: yes. up first though, and then
1: we'll. Yeah, can we dark. light up? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's no the ceremony. There's no. Yeah. There's no formal introduction. We already had you guys. We've been on years. I, we were I, just waiting I, here to I talk, just, talk just, some shit. I just toasted. That was it.
0: That's fine. That's mm. fine. He toasted. He was just. You couldn't hold it. Lightly toast. Well, premature toasting.
2: It's just the runner, you know, kind of uh, doing some stretches. I wasn't even running
0: yet. Just just stretching. Stretching. A little prematu- wow. premature toasting.
1: Bro. So, Corey, you're in Ohio. Chris is in Kentucky. I didn't realize how close Ohio and Kentucky were. I'm like, damn, Chris is all the way in Kentucky? That's hella far. He's like, yeah, it's about an hour and a half. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah,
3: he's, he's actually not that far from me. And really, yeah, I mean, like, I'm in the southern part of the state. He's in the northern part of Kentucky. So we're close together. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's hear this dark story, Chris. Okay.
2: We're talking about breakups, right? So it just like it dawned on me. I haven't really talked about this very much. So maybe this is an exclusive, like an exclusive detail story. Exclusive, that, as we that like to say. Only <laughs> even Corey is, has, has heard, but he I don't think he's heard this
3: part. All right, let's get into it. Jesus Christ, what's going on? I've heard the worst of your life, so this has got to be juicy.
2: So I went through a tumultuous breakup. Tumultuous. D- please uh, define what that about. word means.
1: That's a big word for me.
2: Fuck
0: I think defining it. it. Just spell it for me, please.
3: <laughs> not, there's not a fucking one of us that's going to spell tumultuous. <laughs> in my head, it's spelled like tarantula. That's what Yes, I'm saying that's God. exactly what I thought.
0: <laughs> I saw tarantula in my head.
2: <laughs> And uh, about four years ago, I had been with someone for 15 years at that point, and uh, we had a child together. And um, I, well, I caught some—I would I notice some peculiarities about the relationship that were off-putting. One is the lack of involvement with her and our child, which I thought was strange for a mother. The second one is I thought I was getting cheated on, but I just couldn't prove it. I just could not prove it. Well, come to find out, I was being cheated on. And this is details that extend well beyond this moment. But I thought I would give this moment. And we talk about awkward breakups, right? I'm sitting in bed. My ex at the time comes home. It's like 12 at night. And I'm like, well, she's been out for a fucking while go Fig. (laughs) <laughs> and she's with her brother, her half brother. I won't do any forecasting here, but let's just say he was the lover. And,
0: uh, we, huh? Wait, hold on. Hold, I hold hear on. That, right? Back up. You can't just go speed past that. Like, like you didn't just say what we, brother what said and sister, there. Okay. lover. Is that what you just said? Half brother. So it's a half love story. What's going on?
2: Same father, same father. Anyways, so we'll get on to the better details here.
0: Um, better. Better. <laughs>
2: But she comes home and she comes to bed and she lays in bed and I'm just, I'm just laying there awake. I'm like, this is the moment I'm going to have to break up with her. Like I have to do it for my child and just the nature of what I'm experiencing. This is the time. So I sit up, she's laying there. I was like, we need to talk. And she's like, about what? I was like, listen. Listen. And long story short, I tell her that, you know, I've had this talk with her many times about, like, working on us, and I've had many talks about her trying to be a more involved parent and so many things, and uh, it, it, it's, it begins with her beginning to cry because she's upset that I'm, like, breaking up with her. Keep in mind, we're in bed, which was a terrible time to do this because this is where it gets awkward for a breakup. No doubt. I'm telling her it's over, all right? tomorrow you're gonna move out all right that's it i'm upset she's upset the weirdest thing is is you break up with someone and then you realize you got to sleep next to him for the next 8 hours yeah yeah and,
3: oh, yeah. Someone... and she reeks of her brother's dna <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I'm, I end up laying there and I'm falling asleep and I just turn away from her. You know that that move, right? When you're that's, pissed that's at your ballsy. spouse, I mean, I, you, think you, you roll would go away from him, you f- face away from him in the bed. <laughs> and uh, I turn away from her, and then I can hear her sobbing. And she, t- I can hear her turn in the bed, and then she spoons me She for the rest she of the night. You. Spoons me. Mm.
0: She probably thought you were a half brother. <laughs> Oh! She probably forgot.
2: <laughs> she probably was very tired and just <laughs> mistook me for her, for her brother. So but yeah, um, it's kind of like you have to be doing. you have to be pretty smart about how you do a breakup. You know,
1: hundred percent. You need easy exits. Well, that's why you most need guys that's, that's yeah. why most guys break up over text because it's just easier. Yeah, it's not the yeah. right is way. Is
3: bad? Is it is it bad to do that though? Like, is the norm now? Do we just say, okay, we've evolved and text is the way to go? Because no, I've, heard, I've heard things where girls appreciate the text and I'm like, which ones?
0: No, yeah. never. Where are you oh, at? Like, we're all old yeah. school here. There's certain things you can do on text, right? You know, small chit chat, this, that, and the, other, and the next. But you, when serious things, it's like you're not going to ask somebody to marry you over text. You're not going to break up with somebody some over text. Yeah. You know, there's certain big things that you... For one, at least call, right? But you got to do that in person. It says a lot about your character, too. You got to like, do it in person. You know? Breakups in person. If you can't man up, um, if you can't man up. Obviously, marrying it. somebody's in person, but I just imagine feel like having people, your- can't, people are they just for today? They can't day face. In- they can't face the music. You today's know, today's
1: day and age, it's way more relevant. It's way easier just to just be like, ah, fuck it, and I'll just I'll just shoot her a text.
2: Why can't we use grandmas yeah. more? Like, why can't we use our grandmas to do the breakups? Well, what about for their us? best friends? Like I did so that in seventh sweet. grade.
1: I broke, I, I broke up with a girl in like eighth grade, and she was in seventh grade, and I was too afraid. So I just said, Hey, go tell so and so I'm breaking up with her. And she did. <laughs> then I, yeah. used it, I used it from a. You used the messenger. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> hey, you I sent the messenger.
2: A, you had a
0: proxy breakup break for you. <laughs> you used to me- send the messenger, write a little note, stick it in her pocket, and say, Get, go go get hey man eighth grade
1: you learn you learn some things you know i learned maybe that uh, was probably the best thing to do so
2: i broke up with a girl once who was really tall and i just saw she had a child i had no idea i haven't seen her in decades and i uh, i broke up with her she's a very tall blonde at the time i was real short like, i got real short her name was mira and i i, I, Moira. I, remember, date, I remember i making remember making out her. with her in a cornfield for halloween and I was like on this like bouncy part in the corner. to you have to stand on a milk carton to get up to her or something.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I remember like making out of there. I thought she was really cute. She was like a year younger than me, and um, she's enormously bigger than me at the time. Um, but I remember we're walk. I'm walking her to her <laughs> class, and she like bends over. And uh, this is how shallow of a human being I was. I, she bends over and I see slight pimpleage on her butt and I'm like, nope, that's it, that's
3: it.
0: And I thought he was gonna say. I thought he was gonna say, fucking sack popped out the back. That's
3: <laughs> it <Yes. laughs> <laughs> for me. I know. I thought
0: he was gonna say. I walked up behind her and gave her a little, uh, give her a little thrust. I was
1: like, damn son, where'd you find this? Yep, that I remember her.
3: That afternoon. I remember because I was, I was not at the time, but I dated one of her friends for a while
1: yeah so making out with yeah. tall girls in so cornfields you guys do it different in ohio
3: oh dude i got a hand job in a cornfield oh, oh
1: there we go i like it some protein yeah. some starch and a little bit of man juice. <laughs> there you go man <laughs> so Not my proudest moment she was grabbing a different yeah. ear of corn there hey
3: <laughs> pretty
1: much but uh but before we get into my next topic that i want to talk about but what are we smoking here gents what do we got i
2: think he's oh. smoking what i'm smoking
3: we're smoking the uh, – this is the hot ticket.
1: I
2: thought is, so. Um,
3: yeah, this is the knockout, formerly known as Donger's Knockout. But then all that cartoon shit happened and here Backed we are. Back. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had to rework the whole fucking thing. Can't be hypocrites. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so we're smoking the knockout. Dude, this thing is punchy. Holy shit. Yeah, what,
1: what do you got it's, in there? What is it?
3: So this is a Nicaraguan Puro and it is uh, from Rodriguez Cigars. And I love the ash on this because it burns like really, really white. It burns super even, the wrapper is super thick. Um, It is very earthy, it's meaty, it's got that cocoa bitterness to it. Like when we wanted to make this cigar, it was like, give us like these heavy flavors that we really love and enjoy without like the pepper component. Like it's, it's really subdued of like really sharp pepper. Like I think sometimes those things are mutually inclusive and we really wanted to kind of negate that in this cigar. Mm. And Danny at Rodriguez just nailed it, man. This thing is just a champ of a cigar. I love smoking it. And I'm especially being
0: out. a Nicaraguan Puro, too. That's kind of uh, – it's interesting how it doesn't have a lot of the traditional pepper, you know, red pepper, black pepper that Nicaraguan Puro does.
3: Yeah, what's really interesting, too, is that I have the um, – so we have this Connecticut, too, and this bad boy –
0: that you would think would be a
3: little bit more subdued dude this thing will knock your dick off your body like it is <laughs> insane like the first time i smoked it i was like shit <laughs> like, where's, my dick? Gotta, where's, where's my, my dick where's yeah, my dick much, i'm like fumbling for my dick i'm like where's it at it's floating up in the air like a goddamn balloon i'm like come back here come back. it is it's punchy and you wouldn't think it so like you would look at this one i mean just uh aesthetically you go okay so, this one's definitely gonna be more dude this thing is insane it's intense
2: way to romanticize so it Corey. you know how listeners and new cigar smokers you got to romanticize the idea of what smoking a cigar is like you got to say stuff like yeah when i like when i
1: draw from a cigar it's like i'm on the beach in the keys you got a great yeah. asmr voice i you know should, you should <laughs> make an asmr video smoking a cigar he
3: talks about asmr
0: all the time Dude. Did, you, did you ever see that video Dude, on, on youtube they got like 10 million views or yeah, something it's crazy it, it just goes I'm going to smoke this and we're going like, to... The taste of <laughs> flavors. flavors. I'm getting cinnamon and...
1: Like,
3: dude, like, dude. People, like dude. people are for real into that. If views, like... I feel like somebody's caressing There's 10 million views.
1: No <laughs> doubt. They're saying, some, they're saying something.
3: So let's let's chalk it up to at least 5 million of those are people making fun. But then there's still another 5 million and people are like, I'm really into this. Dude, I there mean, was a
1: guy even that... Even 90%, that's
0: 9 million. Even if 1 million people are into it, that's a
3: fucking lot of people. Dude, there was, yeah. there was a guy that...
0: Because there's there's two on there. There's one that is from a non-cigar-related account. It's just some some kid. And he tries a cigar, and he does ASMR, ASMR with it. And he talks about it, and he does it very—an ASMR video. But he doesn't have a cigar account, and it gets millions. Then there's another guy who has a cigar account, or somewhat, I guess like a gentleman's account. And he does one, but he doesn't say a fucking word. Yeah. The oh. whole video—it's literally just a video of him. He does, doesn't say nothing, and he just smokes into the microphone. Ugh. And it's got like hundreds of thousands, maybe a million views. I go, guy didn't say fucking boo. <laughs> You're literally <laughs> oh, watching hey, somebody smoke a cigar.
3: For it can be so
0: sexual too.
3: What's up? I can. I have that? an idea. I have an idea. Let's stop the recording. Let's start over we're going to ASMR this whole fucking episode. Oh, God. Well, he's got breathing. Chris has got the mic for it though. Uh, yeah.
0: His mic yeah, is perfect for for ASMR. It's like dark. It's, I, did it's
3: ASMR,
1: just, I did a little ASMR I did ASMR the on our one of our uh our last episode just came out with this guy Billy Katolo. He was a. He I I saw a,
3: that. I got to listen to that. That dude's in the mafia. Yeah, he was a gangster. Was, yeah, just, he was a well. gangster
1: back in the day. His dad was a his dad was the underboss for the Columbo crime family. He got whacked, got buried out in long island I actually buried one town over from where i live yeah not buried too far from here and he was uh he was pretty into it so he had some wild what, stories but uh was that
3: intense what did you guys feel the intensity dude i'd be i'd be literally like
1: the yeah. thing was this is how it all started well, so we start, you know we put out these reels right and we get comments so he started commenting on a, like on my videos but the thing that stood out he always put all these emojis on and i'm like who is this guy so i clicked on him did a brief quick take, and it, I was like, you know what? Oh, it's in a, you know this Italian guy down in Florida who likes cigars, whatever. Then he kept commenting and commenting and saying all these emojis and stuff. So I looked at it, and I read his profile and said, you know, uh, hashtag the uh, families of the mafia, the happy gangster. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, okay. So then I started Googling him. His dad pops up. I'm like, oh, shit. Like This guy is for real, for real. So uh for a while, I was like, Justin, look who like follows us, and because he's like, hey, I love your podcast, this and that. So for a while, I was a little hesitant because I'm like, dude, do we ask like a mafioso on here? Like, what do we talk about? Like, uh, I don't know what to say. And he's like, <laughs> uh. and then after a while, I I kept looking. I'm like, man, I really want to get this guy on, but like, I don't know how to ask him. And then. uh I, saw, I said, you know what, fuck it, he's on MTV If he's on MTV, then it's all out there So before I could even ask him to come on He comment we put out a reel with all our guests Like with you guys on it and stuff
3: Yeah, I remember
1: and, that And uh, he commented on it, he's like, hey, I want to be on I want to be next, and I was like, oh shit Okay, so uh, I got on the phone with him for like 45 minutes And we just started talking, he was like Going right into it, he was like, you know I'm really not used to being on the phone still This and that, you know, my dad did this Blah, 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 I did this, I'm like so I'm like, "Listen, I want to respect obviously your personal space and what you feel comfortable with." I'm like, "You know, what do you want to talk about what don't you want to talk about?" And He's like, "Listen, I'm I'm pretty open book. You can almost ask me anything, but just don't ask like what does it feel like to kill somebody? Have you any have you killed somebody? <laughs> Did you before? murder somebody?" And I'm like, "Okay. Right. Uh, that that that's easy." So, but every he was awesome. He's a really nice guy. Like he loves the podcast. He loves cigars, and uh, he was—he was, he was like—he was almost two. He was over two hours. We talked to him for. It was a long that's time. That's so sweet,
3: it dude. Was, that's crazy. Like the people that you meet just by this weird association, like the fact that like the cigars—the common denominator It's like oh, I like smoking. And it's like oh, I like smoking. And it could be all walks of life. It's like a perfect example of some dude, freaking mafia guy. Because like you know, takes like, like just even podcasting, you know, like the majority of the guests that we have on are all people who work within the industry. You guys have a lot of guests on who appreciate cigars that don't work in the industry. They're just there's like that guy, which is like insanely interesting. Yeah, like that's so incredible. I would be scared shitless to talk to that guy because I would fuck up and be like, "How many bodies?" How many, how many? Just just throw up a quick number with your fingers and Call it we'll go you know from what? There. Stop oh. the
0: recording. Throw a number yeah. up.
3: Play, re- <laughs> re- play again.
0: restart. <laughs> no, but, but what's cool though is like. That's
2: that kind of lounge talk that you, that is overlooked, you know? So you're like bringing it into a podcast. Like, cause that's shit you would talk about in a lounge with a stranger. Sometimes you just like, Oh, you're a mafia guy. And be like, yeah. yeah. And then like, you tell you the story, you're like, this is the wildest shit. It's the most interesting thing. Difference is, is that you recorded it for a podcast, which makes it that much cooler.
1: And he wanted to be, yeah. he wanted to, he wanted to be, he wanted us to be his first podcast. He's like, listen, a lot of people ask me to be on these mob podcasts and crime and this and that. And he's like, he's like, they're all fucking Full of shit. He's like, I like what you guys do. I listen to you guys. You guys are obviously doing my favorite thing, which is cigars. He's like, I want to be your first podcast. I want me to be your first podcast. I was like, shit. All right. Let's
3: fucking go. It was
1: pretty dope. That's so sweet. Yeah. It was
2: pretty dope. So yeah.
3: That's pretty badass. That's cool as shit, man. That's, I couldn't imagine like just having that conversation and somebody being willing, you know, in his position to be willing to have that dialogue is there's an intensity around that it's just totally different plus it's just gets you away from like the boring mundane like so how'd you get into cigars like yeah. that's the least of probably really what you talk about yeah that's the yeah. goal
1: like we we always say we like we don't like to call ourselves really a cigar podcast even though everything's based around a cigar but it kind of limits us so we always try to say like we're a podcast right. that brings people together over a cigar because we we're both in sales, we both are intrigued and, and interested in people, and we like to hear people's stories and get to know them. So I think that element of our background kind of helps us get these, you know, unique guests that most people don't really hear about.
3: Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, it I, I love I love that. I'm like too scared to do that. Like I'm I I like, you know, feel like they're in a comfort zone. It's like, well, I know I can reach out to this manufacturer. And this person will come on for sure. <laughs> but it's like, you know, some of the conversations it's weird too is like You know, and I'm sure you guys have had guests on where it's like, they're not all created equal. And you want to create excitement around all of them. But we've talked to certain people in the industry and you're just like, this is a fucking snooze fest. Or this person's just uninteresting or they're not authentic. And, you know, everything is like, like the rock, like everything's like product placement. It's all about like. You know, uh, making sure that you tout your brand to the fullest degree. And it's like, I just want to have a real conversation. Sometimes it's hard to do that when you're talking to people who are like so ingrained and interlaced in the industry. You're talking to a dude that's like, I like cigars, but I fucking kill people for a living.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's wild, man. Yeah. I mean, like, it's just like a a crazy range of people that we've had singers, veterans, professional athletes. She was a
0: singer. Yeah
3: so it's wait who was the, oh was that reuben stutter yeah, yeah reuben stutter yeah so crazy even, um rocky Dell
1: davis was a bizarre one like i how we got him on he he uh i think you guys he actually mentioned you guys i don't know if you listened to our podcast with him but he was like i want to be on the hot ticket and i was like yeah. well we got to get yeah. it we got oh and
0: then he kept then he was roasting you guys he was like fuck the hot ticket
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he um yeah so we we <laughs> we in the works of lining that shit up for like 10 months <laughs> and it's funny he shot his I felt bad because he shot his special in Cincinnati, like literally down the road from where I live, and I couldn't go to it. And I felt real bad. He's like, Hey, you want to come out for this? And I was like, uh, I don't think I can. Oh, shit. So, I really like him, though. He's funny as shit. That yeah. dude is so funny. He's oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. But the, I mean, the whole point of me saying the whole uh, Billy Cotola thing was because I was, as uh, as I was listening, editing the episode, I just hear me going, Uh, uh
0: Oh oh, oh, my god. I'm I'm I'm
1: breathing into the microphone and I'm like, it sounds so creepy. He's like, he's like, yeah, you know, my father, he did this. I'm like kids having hot flashes (laughs) (sighs) And my brother texts me, he goes, dude, sick podcast, but chill with the breathing on the microphone, will you? I'm like,
0: fuck. He he was just he was getting you excited. Uh, Yeah, I guess I was getting my juice. Exciting story.
3: But, um, That's cool as shit though. That's awesome.
1: But let's start. Let's start talking about some of the stuff that we were laughing about before. Some of these videos that you guys. Oh are yeah. Making. So
0: uh, I'm just gonna say one word, Uh-oh. and then we're gonna go down this rabbit hole. Reels. <laughs> so there have been a few reels <laughs> that have come out <laughs> that um, tickles our fancy that, you, that Corey took a specific liking or disliking to. <laughs> And, uh, dude, you were putting some of these, just, you know what, just roast. I'm just You're trying, to nice. You're trying, I'm to trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice, but I can't. You were roasting some of these and I'm, I was crying. I was fucking crying. I need you to make that a session. Cause you put uh. like hashtag roast session. I'm like.
1: Yes,
0: I'm not gonna put anybody yeah, on blast, yeah. right? But there was just some that I'm that you were roasting, and I'm like, it's it's all good fun. But you were roasting them, and it was just fucking
3: priceless. It, it really priceless. is, you know. It, it's funny. It's funny because it it is all. This is the weird thing. It's like I do so. I I like to do stuff that's just fun. Like like if I roast somebody or I'm making fun of something it's not because I dislike the person it's just if I see something so ridiculous I'm like how do I not respond to this and by the way this is what I was saying earlier about my lazy ass approach to reels because I just realized no pun intended so weird um (laughs) I realized that you could do the remix thing I didn't know what the fuck that was and I just hit it one day and I was like oh "Oh, shit I can talk like with this video I had no clue what that was yeah I think you did that
1: I, I sent you that. I, I think I – oh, no. I posted that video the girl getting her – the ash tapped in her mouth.
3: Yeah, that's the first one I did. Yeah, oh, seconds. yeah. That. Oh,
1: my
0: – I almost vomited watching that and video. Can, you sent
3: that to yeah, me too. So, oh, what so the fuck is wrong with people? So, you know, that's the day that I found out you could remix because what I was going to do, I was like, oh, cool. I can take this video and I can show it and then I can shoot a video, layer them on top of each other. And then I was going through because I remember seeing something where in TikTok there's a thing called duet, it's like the same thing, the duet, duet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. duet. And I was like, oh, I wonder if you do that on Instagram. So I looked for it, and I was like, oh shit, and that feature's in here. I was like, hell yeah! <laughs> so it's like my lazy approach to just like go along with the content. And that one, that video was so funny, I could not. When I saw it on your story, I was like, I gotta figure out a way to make this into my own video like i gotta talk about this like this needs to get out there and so i did that one and i was like oh there's so many ridiculous reels out and everyone's pushing reels and i told i get i totally understand like you guys are the fucking kings of it and so i was like shit there's like some really ridiculous ones and i came across the one of that fucking horribly disorganized humidor And I was like, oh, I got it. I, there's no way I can't make fun of this. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go in on this one. I'm going to just figure it out, see what happens. And I posted it and I just got immediate reaction.
0: Because everyone's, everyone's thinking Everyone's yeah, it. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're just saying what everybody was thinking.
3: Right. And that's that's kind of what it was. And, and I didn't realize that like people would react that way because then like right after that, I started getting messages of people like, do this one, do this one, do this one. I probably have like 50 of them saved. Where people are just like, do this one, do this one, do this one, and I'm like, all right, like, That's I, I can't do, I can't do like 50, but I'll pick and choose. Well, that one was, this one I did today was sent to me, and I'm like, all right, I gotta do this. This one's way too fucking good. I gotta <laughs> do this one. So I did that. It takes like five minutes or whatever to. to well, there you to go. You like do don't have to. Thing.
1: You don't have to re. You know, re lip uh, sync. Um. Oh shit, we're already we're already running out of this stupid thing. Um. You don't have to sing Backstreet Boys to get uh to get some views. All you gotta do is just give people your reaction, and that's it.
0: Well, while Eric's doing this, one thing I wanted to say was that it's kind of it's it's cool how you found, like you said, you didn't really weren't big into making the reels. You know, like Eric and I, we I mean, we spend hours. I don't want to say hours. It doesn't take that long to really take much. But like, we'll spend an hour or an hour and a half or two hours, and we'll make you know seven eight reels. Uh, But you found your little niche where you just let other people create stupid content and then you just get yeah. to roast it so you don't even have That's to it. create your own stuff you just wait for somebody else to create it and you're like i'm gonna yeah. roast this fucker
3: <laughs> it's 100 percent my lazy approach to it and and you know honestly it's like to me it's fun and i know people like i know like if they saw it or whatever they're gonna take offense to it and it's not like i don't it's weird because like my idea of humor is this different obviously everybody's idea of humor is different and it's not like, I'm not like calling anyone out. It's just like, I got to show, I need to highlight the ridiculousness of some of this stuff that's out here. Um, and if you take offense <laughs> to it, it's like, it, you know, it is what it is. Like, I hope you don't get too butter. It's like, it's a comedian making jokes about, you know, general things or politics or whatever. It's like, it's a joke. It's meant to be funny. Yeah. no joke. So for the most part, the reaction has been people think it's hilarious. And then part of the reaction is like, like what you guys said, oh, you just said what everyone else was thinking. And, you know, there's there's that kind of enjoyment, too, because it does kind of expose some of the silliness. Um, And there's so many of them out there. I mean, like the content is endless, really, if you think about it, there's just so much you can do with it. And
1: to be honest, what you do, at least in the cigar world, there's no one reacting to hilarious, hilarious videos that make people cringe and laugh. And people are like, what the hell is going on around here? And they're actually giving the reaction to it. So I think I, I think that could be your niche, bro.
3: Yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe, and here's the thing, I was like, I don't want to make it all, you know, the last two I did were, <laughs> were, were females, dude, there's the equal amount of shit I see out there from dudes too, there's a oh, few no that doubt. I see today, and I'm like, I was like, this is the dumbest shit oh, I've Oh, wait until, wait until
0: you see some of the ones that I just recorded that come out. Oh, yeah, but oh, yours are oh, fucking Lord.
3: so, your guys are so fucking funny, like, I, you can't, there's no, it's not good <laughs> hey, 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 roasting weird. content because it's so good, it's yeah. so funny, and it's so well done. It's like the really ridiculous ones. Like that one was like a voiceover of like someone having their period and some shit. I'm just like, come, on. like really, like you're making that comparison to like I'm also a woman. I smoke cigars. <laughs> you're
0: that's like, not all right, right. That's, See, that's the, the biggest stuff, thing for me. That's the stuff thing too. It's like I don't want to hear that. Like just, just don't say that. Just don't, please. Just yeah. Exactly. Like, you yeah, can I make other reels. Way. Just don't don't talk about that stuff. Come on, Corey.
3: Yeah, it's it's weird too because it's like. And, and part of it is like, okay, well, if I'm this person, I can just throw up something real quick and get a bunch of likes. Like for me, I look at it and it's like, I like creating content where like, like you, you guys said, you can be exposed to and get different people on board to your content that really appreciate what you put out. And I think that's, there's more of importance to that than just people just like clicking a like button. So for me, the gauge of interaction is like how are people engaging you in comments and what are they saying about the content and how can you interact with them? Like I think those likes to me are cheap. It's the reaction that you get from the people that I think is of substance. So
0: no, I totally agree. Cause there's like,
3: you know, for me it's it's like, I like to put out content and you know, some of it's substance and some of it's not.
0: And I find it funny too, cause some of the content that we put out where the initial reaction, right? Like for some of the, the reels that, that go viral, you get these initial reactions of all of the people that follow you and they're, and they're reacting, oh, this is hilarious, this is funny, and, and they get it, right? They get what the reel is about. But then when you kind of go, and it's funny because I talked about this with uh, Chris D'Elia when he talks about how reels are TikToks, you know, you can kind of go viral, but then you can go really viral <laughs> and you get the people that are yeah. fucking just brain dead. And that's what's funny is that after the initial reaction of all your peers and your friends that follow you and they're all liking it and they understand they get it, that it's a joke, right? You're just making a funny reel. But then you get into this other realm where you just get people that are fucking just stupid and they're just commenting like the – there was one – somebody that commented on one of Eric's most recent ones said uh, like, oh, uh, well, how come you guys – Only smoke cheap ass cigars. Like you guys don't smoke any expensive or rare cigars. You guys keep smoking those cheap ass cigars. And Eric and I like, what? Like first off, we're not even talking about like the cigar. It's a. It was a video of just us making a joke about something that has nothing to do with the cigar itself. And you can't. And you can't even tell what he's smoking because (sighs) the band is off and his hands are waving, so you can't tell. And I go, but no, we don't. Like if you watch any of us, like it's like define cheap like what does even cheap mean it's
1: just these trolls because i it's trolls the last month or so i put out like three or four reels that really took off like a hundred thousand three hundred thousand you get all these comments and majority of them are people laughing but then you have people like who are just like you said brain dead who just want to like troll like like uh, I made like the one from Ozark. You know, you're like, if you want to stop me, you have to fucking kill me. I love that one. That one's <laughs> yeah. great. And they're like, don't worry, bro. The cigarettes will do it already for you, oh, or geez. or the the cancer will already kill you, bro. Don't worry. And I, I just, I'm like, they people just say the
0: dumbest shit, and I'm like, oh my god. I had a guy. I had a kid uh, tell me one time, uh, about inhaling cigars. Something about like the nicotine, and uh, he was saying, um, do you and inha- do you inhale cigars or, or can you get nicotine? Or I had comments on, somebody said, you know, yes, you know, either, even though you don't inhale, you can still get nicotine into your system. It gets absorbed through your mouth and through your throat. And the guy comes on and he goes, if you don't inhale, then you can't absorb nicotine. The smoke has to go right into your blood. I'm like, huh? Mm-hmm.
3: No. no. I said, no, you, fuck. I go, no, you can't.
0: So I told him to, I said, I, you know, please, I think that you're mistaken. Um, there's actually, you know, the through the mucous membranes in your mouth and your throat, mm-hmm the smoke the nicotine the smoke can get absorbed into your system that's yeah. just how you don't have to inhale if you inhale cigarettes it absorbs much quicker but you can Stupid. and he goes he's like nah bro the smoke's got to get into your blood he goes uh he said something like oh smoke through mucus yeah that makes sense and he just kept going on and on oh and I go, my god like, oh dude what are you t-? he goes Shut no you ha- it has god. to go in directly into your blood i said that's completely wrong like not even and
3: close. it's you know what's, fucked up what? about it? what's fucked up what's up what's fucked up just it's like if you sent him an an article from a researcher or a doctor <laughs> he would still dispute it he'd still be like yeah. Not yeah. True, man. Totally i false. said i i went to google
0: and i typed in like the first thing like uh uh how, can can nicotine uh can you absorb nicotine by smoking cigars and it's like the First thing that popped up wasn't even a link, it was the you know, how like the first link that pops up and then they give you a big, bold snippet. Yeah, they
3: give you the whole yeah, they give and you it the said description exactly
0: yeah. what I said. It says nicotine is absorbed through the mucus membranes in the mouth and the throat, like verbatim. But the oh, people hey. are just absolutely. I told him, I said, Well, uh, if that's the case, then can you explain to me how a nicotine patch works? So, because that's not in hell, it goes right onto your skin, it's still absorbed. He goes, That's different, bro. I'm that's like, different. Oh my gosh, just, just shut yeah, up. so
3: like so like and and that's and what's funny about that is like you're just talking about the simplicity of nicotine absorption like if i were to stick a bundle of cigarettes in my ass you could bet your bottom dollar that i'm gonna get nicotine in my fucking bloodstream (laughs) like it's it you're it's like you're suggesting something that's so completely ridiculous it's even hard to argue because you just go how how do I make someone unstupid? And you can't. You can't. Like the reality is, is you're not going to argue. They're just going to be dumb about it. And part of it, I think that one sounds less like a troll and just someone that's stupid. The other ones just sound like people are trolling. Because we we get the same thing. Just people say the dumbest shit. YouTube is the same way. It's just like, yeah. like we've had people who are just like, you're fucking stupid. You know what you're talking about. And blah, blah, blah. And you get people who like write out these dissertations about, you know, a particular cigar or whatever. And you're just like, dude, I can't even respond to you. Like if you can't understand this podcast is meant... Because we love cigars and it's supposed to be entertaining. I just I can't help you. You're just a miserable person.
0: You know what I love about it too, though, is sometimes I, I'll answer like with that one. I just kept answering because when I when I answered him, he answered me, so then I would answer him, and then, and he kept going. And all I'm thinking about in my head is to go engagement, engagement, engagement. I said this is just more comments <laughs> on my post, yeah. and it's I said yep. so all the people that troll. I go thank you for the comment. Put up a a podcast a couple of weeks ago
1: before the whole. Uh, cartoon Pravada whole debacle. We mm-hmm. we put out an episode where we just said cartoons in cigarly was not a good idea. Not even having a clue that Pravada was behind it and other companies. We just we just thought it was like cartoons aren't a good idea. The amount of Pravada like trolls that got like oh, roar, really hurt God. from it. We made a whole episode like reacting to it, and it was like you know these guys are chasing for clout. and I'm like, what are these guys even talking about? And then we did some additional information. I was like, oh, Pravada Club like made
0: a whole line. And I was like, we had no idea. And, we, and it's funny because all <laughs> these people, they were like, they like the fanboys. They were just, they were just ripping on us. And if you watch the whole video, we didn't even say <clears throat> Pravado yeah. one time. Yeah. Like we didn't mention <laughs> yeah, a that's... single cigar brand. And they're like, you guys are just fucking blah blah blah. I go, what the hell is
3: happening? <laughs> Dude, that's how out. you know they created a fucking cult. Shit's crazy. Those people were fucking like I. We When we did the episode reacting to the Half Wheel article, and then, of course, what Brian Desden said in reaction to the Half Wheel article, and we kind of split the episode into two. What was interesting about that episode was that, you know, we were, I think, surprisingly neutral. And Brian Desden as a person and some of the stuff he puts out makes me cringe and is unbearable to, like, listen to and watch. But I never took away what he did for his business. Like, he's he's a pioneer, whether you like him or you don't like him. And what was interesting about it was like even the nice things that we said in the podcast is getting reactions like DMs from people and comments from people. And I was like, wait a second. I, I told one guy, I like, did you actually listen to the fucking episode? Like, I, did you listen to what we said? Because I not only did we do the episode, but I produced it for the podcast and the video. So I remember listening to it multiple times. And there isn't any part in there I can recollect that was super harsh or bashing. Brian Desmond from Provada and his cronies came out full fucking force. And I was like, Oh yeah, it's a cult. I get it now. It's, it totally Dude, makes sense.
1: It, it, I was get, uh, even a guy who follows us and likes our podcast was a part of like a Provada fan Facebook thing. And they were talking about our video, like, you know, just ripping on us. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I'm like, did these people, like you said, most of these people didn't even listen. They saw the picture and maybe even watched right. it for like two minutes. And, I'm, and we're like, we would reference like, Hey, you know, did you even watch the whole video? We said X, Y, and Z. We didn't even realize Pravada and these other guys were making We just were talking about generally cigars, but they didn't care. They didn't right. listen. But, and then not a few weeks later, it was like that whole thing started to unravel. I'm like, Jesus, this is bizarre.
3: Yeah, the dynamic of it all is pretty interesting too because, you know, I figured like most stuff, like it, even outside the cigar industry, things kind of pop off. And then they dissolve, right? Like they get some attention, like Will Smith smacking Chris Rock in the face. That didn't last forever. talked about it a little too long, but like this thing is still kind of going. It hasn't completely fizzled out. Like there's still stuff that comes to surface. I see stuff every single day from people who are Provada fans and then people who are not Provada fans, specifically people that work for manufacturers or owners of certain brands that have beef and or are in support of. So there's still talks about it. And, and I think, you know, Brian Dezen's used a lot of this exposure, either good or bad, to his advantage. That's what he's good at. Um, so he's not stupid in the fact that, like, even when he reacts to stuff, he knows that it's going to garner some attention uh-huh. and then that following just gets stronger. And those cronies, they begin to get a little bit more amplified. It's, it is interesting, it, the whole dynamic of it all, because in the industry right now, you know, Brian is suggesting through what he's done that the industry has been yearning for this thing for such a long time. And then there's uh, an opposite reaction that says, like, "Hey, man, like this, the cigar industry is as strong as it's ever been. Like, if you look just the imports of the cigars in the United States over the past couple of years, continues to increase. Yeah. And that's not because Pravada has been the 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 profound catalyst in that. You know, they're they're a small piece of the overall pie. And so it's it's kind of crazy how you utilize certain marketing tactics and strategies to amplify your brand, probably beyond what it should be. Um, but the whole thing is interesting because there's arguments from both sides. And our position was not necessarily like, hey, is this all right or wrong? But we should at least be talking about it. Because if we don't talk about it, then we don't gain any ground as a collective industry. If we just pretend that it's this thing over here where people are screaming and this then there's people over here screaming and we're not able to come together to consensus around what's best for the industry. Then we all, we have this crazy polarization that doesn't do any favors for the industry at all. Like no one wants to see the cigar industry collapse. So it's being responsible on both sides of it. And that's, what's crazy is like that polarizing effects is you get people over here and then people way over here that are just barking at each other the whole time. And it's like, what, what is that doing? That doesn't serve anybody any good. No doubt. Like I, we're all young. Like, there's not anybody on here that is 65 years old that is like rolling into retirement that's probably going to be in a wheelchair for the, you know, in the next 10 years. Like, we want this thing to be around for a while. Like, we want to be a part of cigars. Hopefully, everybody that's, you know, in this collective, four people want cigars to be around for as long as they possibly can be through our entire lifetime. So, we need to have the conversations about it. And it's weird how it becomes like this. Almost like this political thing, and it's like it's not that we're talking about this thing that we have commonality in, and you all want to fucking keep fighting. Like, yeah, some people are pieces of shit. There's pieces of shit on both sides of it, but it doesn't do us any good if we're just gonna, you know, sit here and bark. And when Brian doesn't just like casts out a message to his cronies and says, "Go attack anybody who." you know rubs provide his name in the mud i'm like dude that doesn't do shit like you're just further polarizing the industry for Preach. all you're
1: doing tell them Preach. Corey for president Corey no for president and chris come on, vice president. Come on,
0: right. chris. chris has been Corey's quiet back. over there i want to hear what chris is going to chris. say about this come on chime in here to-
1: the last
2: time i've heard such turmoil
1: you have a great <laughs> airplane voice too by the way i know
2: I like voice. back I in the civil war <laughs> what happened between the south and the north and Lincoln trying to say we all should just come together we all believe in the one god aka cigars why are we fighting we need to find some commonality here this it's it's crazy because you've got you've got two people that truly at the end of the day believe in supporting cigars but they can't find common ground on what's best for cigars overall it's all it's just it's this tribalistic approach yeah and it's like well do you want to still believe in cigars or not or do you want to like still support cigars as an industry or not and it's like you really do have to kind of talk it out because it's like you know they have a certain belief that what they're doing is right you got this other group like us i'll say us who believes that it's best not to incorporate things that will be even slightly construed in a manner that is going to be detrimental to future potential regulations and, and shit that's going to stifle the industry. It's kind of, you got to be able to talk through it. And it, at, at a certain point, it's not even about right or wrong. It's trying to, it's, it's about people trying to feel like they're right and they won't hear the other side. You know what I'm
1: saying? Now, a lot of that's going on in this day and age. They don't want to hear anything else besides their own no. opinion, you know? But I mean, I yeah, agree it's, with you guys, it's crazy. It, you know, it's just, a, it's just at the end of the day, let's just like, all right, let's just settle the differences. Is it really that important? Is it really worth all of this? Like you're gonna have it your differences no matter what. It fucking blew up. But I respect Brian mm. because when I when I see what he what I what I thought he was doing, it always reminded me of the movie, the NWA movie, where Easy says any exposure is good exposure. Mm. And I was like, listen, he's he's very in tune what's going on, and he's using his tune as advantage. And I think I told you that Corey when we were speaking about it one day. I was like, he's taking this to his advantage because it's. It's going to be exposing him more. More and more people are going to talk about it.
0: I mean, look at what we're doing right now. We've been talking about it for the last 15, 20 minutes.
3: (laughs) We're giving this guy free exposure. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but he literally wrote a book on how to do this. You can buy it on Amazon. Brian Desden wrote a book on how to do this very thing that he's doing in the cigar industry. He wrote the fucking book. You can buy that shit on Amazon. Swear to God, I'll send you a link out. I mean, you could do it in any
0: industry. It's literally, it's like, it's as soon as you see that there's a, a slight, you know, um, I guess you can kind of tell two different sides or there's like a, a contra, anything that's slightly controversial. All you got to do is you just toss in the kindling. You just, you spark that's, the fire just a dude, little
3: bit and just let, and let it blow up. You nailed it right on the head. That's exactly what he did. He saw an opportunity. I mean, he wrote a book on how to do it. He saw the opportunity in his car because dude, let's make, let's. Brian Desen is not a lifetime cigar smoker. He's not. Like, he hasn't been in the industry that long. He hasn't smoked cigars that long. Actually, every once in a while, you see him smoke a cigar. I doubt he smokes that. Much. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, he probably doesn't smoke six, seven cigars a day like a lot of us do. Like he's And, and I'm not taking, anything, I, I, not taking anything away from him on that. He saw an opportunity and he saw the cigar industry was a way to do what I think he's always wanted to do. This provided him the opportunity to do that. And he's capitalized on it. And I think that makes some people, or has made some people, uncomfortable because his strategies around marketing, his, his strategies around product placement, uh, brand identity, are uncomfortable and different. And I think a lot of people, and this is this is the counter to that. There are a lot of folks that, you know, historically in the cigar industry, because it is kind of an old school thing, believe that this thing should just be, you know, characteristically driven like it's been driven for hundreds of years. Mm. But like every industry, the continuation of it has to be evolution. And he looks at this as an evolutionary thing where I think some people in the industry, it feels uncomfortable because it's different. It's not what is traditional. And yeah, I, mean, people, I don't subscribe to that. Like
1: People just don't – I mean a lot most people don't like change. So in that aspect of – like you see any, any person successful, any kind of industry or business that was like a nobody and all of a sudden they started shaking the game up from doing something completely different. I look at it, that's the same approach. I mean, he he is it essentially is. bringing a different taste, a different twist on how things are done. And a lot of people are stuck in their ways, whether you like it or not, about how the cigar industry should be or looked. So, at the but, end of the day, I'm kind of like in the middle. I mean, like, I don't mind it and I do not not mind it. Yeah, um, I always say, yeah, too, it's, it's like, a-
0: everybody, has, like it, everybody has their opinion on it, right? And, like, if you think that, you know, putting cartoon labels are fantastic – fine like i i don't care like i'm not gonna say that you're a bad person i'm just saying like our video you was, better like, like cartoons yeah, like it's, or it was can't... it was our our That's opinion on it and i'm just like why people get so butthurt about it I said, dude if you, i'm not gonna think of you any i'm not gonna think of you a bad person like just because you think that it's a right. good idea we just happen to have a disagreement like are we the same exact person no even fucking siamese twins don't agree on everything so yeah Right, like who gives a shit? Like, think when you take a step back. Like you guys said, we take a step back and think about what are we actually like talking about here? Is it re- does it really fucking matter? Like, is it is this really where we're gonna draw as as the fucking line of sand? Like, I'm not talking to you ever fucking again because you think that cartoons belong on cigars. I'm not ta- like, dude, grow the fuck up. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Okay, yeah, I mean,
3: we had <laughs> cartoons like. Yeah, you we had the donger. Uh, that, was a,
0: I loved, great, that was a
3: great logo. Oh, <laughs> uh, donger is great. So, and that's the funny. So we have, you know, the the three cigars that we put out all had cartoon characterizations to them. We still have the artwork for it. Chris and I were talking about putting it out sometime. We Like, obviously, when some of this shit fizzles out, so people don't think we're actually selling cigars while they're on it. And we had all this branding. And then, you know, just like a lot of people, when you get informed about things, you understand the repercussions of, I think you... Ultimately, it's your responsibility to decide what you want to do, but we wanted to be responsible on the side of, okay, if there's all this attention around it, it's not, it's not sending a good message if we're going to come out and do this thing. And we're not like the end all be all to anything, right? We're not selling you know, boxes upon boxes upon boxes. It's limited exposure in the industry, but it, we took it as something that we felt responsible for doing and whether or not someone else feels responsible to do that, that's their choice. For us, it made sense to do it given the timing because literally as all this stuff was coming out, these things were already made. They were already going in packaging to the point where we had to completely take stuff out of packaging and rework it. Like We had to rechange shit on the cigars itself because they were already done, ready to roll. That's the kind of determination we came to and that's the kind of effort we had to put in to make sure that we felt we were doing things the right way given what was going on. And it's not even a short term thing. It's not like, oh, let's see this fizzle out and Donger's coming back in a year. It's like, no, oh, we want to be a response on what we're doing because, again, we want the cigar community to be around for a long time. And that's what we perceive needed to happen to make sure that no FDA eyes were going to get on anything. We didn't want to be a catalyst for a continual conversation around it. So, anything that we could do, any part that we could play in minimizing that, we were going to do it and we we're willing to make the sacrifice to do it. And you know, with Danny at Rodriguez and Alex at my cigar pack, we, how long, were, Chris, we, we were on fucking calls for days, hours at a time, figuring out what the fuck was the right thing to do. It's not an easy decision to make when you do all this and you go through all the production. But we all collectively ag- agreed that this is the right thing for us to do. And Man. this is how we're going to move forward with it. And yeah. you know what? We never looked back and said, like, God, wish we'd have done it that way. It's like, no, we're going to move forward with this thing in a responsible manner.
2: Yeah. To put it bluntly, it was it was like, do we want. Our own little victory gain, personally, like just sticking with our guns of what we wanted to do at the potential sacrifice of the industry or do something and be creative like we all are content creators, creative people love for cigars. It's like, dude, you can you can problem solve around that shit. It just did not seem like it was worth the effort to try to make this hard ass stance and Potentially jeopardize Mm. the industry for our own gain. Yeah,
1: that's 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 the one thing. Because as you guys know, we talked about we're getting our own cigar. It should be be coming out from the DR in
0: next week. Should be mailing. Yeah. Hey. Hey.
3: Hey. hey. Been waiting for a little while there, Bob.
0: (laughs) Hey. Yeah. Well, (laughs) it's not my problem. It's not our fault that DR decides to have forty-seven holidays in the month of January. Okay.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I remember we talked. I remember we talked about this not long ago. I was like, oh, I'm super fucking stoked for this, and I literally.
0: No, nah, man.
1: Take a look it, at the it, days. It's, it's been taking a while. <laughs> it's been taking not 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 anything bad, but yeah, like Justin, the DR, they have like a whole month off in January. And then besides like COVID and all the other orders that they put right. in. Right. There's a lot of shit going on. Yeah,
3: sure. of
1: course. So I'm like, Justin's like, Yeah, we I mean, we need it out. We need it out. I'm like, dude, we're just focused on us because it's ours. There's so many other things that are like more than us. I'm impatient. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little more patient. But um, that's that's one thing that I was like hoping for is like when it does come to market, I hope our, our label, I hope our, our name is like okay because I could see – it's a great name but I could see like something being like, oh, you can't have that name and then we have to start all over with like mm-hmm. the logo. Yeah, but there's
0: no way like – because when you think about it, like you – it's just a word and you can't – like you can't just – claim that word and be like nope that's it you can never use, you you right. can't use that word yeah. for anything ever again like you can't you just never that. know you never, right like you that's never like agree. claiming the word the i use the word the yeah. on my cigar so you can't use it ever again like, it's just it's yeah not what's, gonna what's happen.
3: interesting in the cigar industry is like plagiarism has to be pretty blatant and it's happened before like I remember it happened with tatawahe years ago uh and a release that they had and then of course like you know, even Pravda is a good example. Like the what do they call it, the monster, which is like the Cookie Monster. Like there's some like blatant things like Cinnabon that came out, or whatever they call that, Cigarbon, or whatever the fuck the name was. Like there's some blatant things like that that I think could draw some unwanted attention from from organizations. By the way, not even the cigar industry, but large organizations. Like if you're fucking Sesame Street. <laughs> if someone's bring out a cigar that looks awful lot like Cookie Monster, you're probably gonna have some trouble on your fucking hands. No doubt. But outside of that, I think the cigar industry as a whole, if you internalize it, is 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 pretty lax in terms of like one, this is the irony to it all. Every motherfucker's using the same tobacco.
0: Yeah. And, and like, how many plagiarism. fucking cigars are out there that are like the such and such reserve, the blah, blah, blah reserve? Oh, yeah. like, the League of This or the, whatever. Know, how, yeah. how many are out there that are, that are, or like, Tons. the Dude, something, over, oh, there's something, so a Addition or Anniversary. Like, everyone has one of those yeah. things. Yeah. So it's, what they
3: overlap. Mean, they overlap. Completely. So. Right. Exactly. I but, think you guys are safe unless you're like, hey, <laughs> I'm coming out with the. Fucking opus XX. Yeah, right. I'm, gonna, I'm coming out with the McDonald's
0: Big Mac cigar. Like it's <laughs> exactly. But I so it's actually no, it, it's I like how we kind of you know shifted into like that, transi- that, that transition. No, I like the you know, because I didn't want to just make this a whole episode about uh, Brian Desden and, and Pravada. So I wanted to. Um, but you had mentioned about your cigars, and I wanted to get to know more about you know what's coming with you guys. And how'd you guys I used, get into it? That's what like, I want to know. How'd you guys get into it? You, what's coming out? Uh, do you have more that's coming out? Cause I think you said you have three at the moment. Um, oh, you yeah. have, do you have so, plans for more in the future? You know, bring us into that.
3: Yeah, we, so we do have plans and this was kind of like just a soft introduction, something that we kind of wanted to play around with a little bit more. And we, we have such a good partner and like, I don't know how well you guys know my cigar pack, but Alex is the owner of my cigar pack yeah. is an incredible human being. And we've always had this idea of things that we wanted to do as far as like getting a cigar created. And we got the chance to do it last year, which was like the first original release of the Dongers Knockout. And uh, it, it went really well. Like we couldn't believe the attention that it got just in this like. really limited, like not a huge push or anything like that. we like, wow, that's pretty cool. And we created a cigar that we're really proud of. It's, it's fucking incredible. It's it's such a delicious cigar. And, you know, fast forward a year, which it's been about a year since we did the last release. And so we have the three more that come out, but we've been working on it for over six months, probably longer, probably closer to eight months. And it really is just like an effort of us to kind of dip our toes into this thing to see what we like, what we dislike. How is distribution? How does that flow work? How's it working with the factory? You know, what's involved in the process? So for us, I would say, given the success of it so far, um, with the three that we've had come out, would definitely look forward to do something more meaningful in the future. Like Chris and I have already volleyed around some ideas that we want to do going forward. Um, this one's been really cool because it's just exclusively distributed by my cigar pack. So it goes out in their monthly subscription packs and then you can buy five packs and it's it's all accounted for already like it's all it's done like That's it. we've already had people are like how do i buy the knockouts And like you can't they're they're long gone how like, good is that
1: fe- how does it feel to have something of your own and then like people and then it's like have a positive um like feedback and reception from it because i'm i'm looking forward to having our own cigar we getting our own cigar just in general is awesome but like, i'm excited and intrigued to see the
3: feedback and the thought behind it so like there's how- there's there's two things to it really that I've noticed is that one, like the appreciation for people who are like real cigar enthusiasts and purists um, that just want a good cigar that take a liking to it. Like people I've never interacted with they go, dude, I smoked a cigar today. This thing is fucking lights out. Good. Like that kind of feedback is amazing. It makes you feel good about like what you put in the marketplace. And then the other thing too, is like for the people that do interact with us on a, on a regular basis and who have been subscribers of my cigar pack or have been fans of the show that become subscribers to my cigar pack, And just how it's kind of kept us aligned with that, that small niche community that we've, you know, loved and have supported us for a long time. So it's really cool to see people that like, that are in your corner that are like, I'm going to fucking support this. Like I love, I love these guys for who they are and what they represent. And I'm going to buy anything that they put out. So it's like the combination of the two things are really cool. And that kind of really showed me it's like, For the people who have listened to us for a long time, the people who have interacted and engaged with us, like, they are kind of ride or die. And I know you guys probably have the same audience base. It's like, yeah, if we come out with our cigar, like I'm talking about you guys, like people are going to fucking buy it. They're going to talk about it. They're going to repost it. And it's going to start spreading. And it's going to capture the attention of other people within the industry. go, wow, this is really cool. And not just really cool that these guys came out with a cool cigar, But they also do this other cool associated stuff in the cigar industry. There's some people who just make cigars for a living. Here's my cigar. Here's the brand that I built. Here's it on the shelf. Go buy it. For us, it's like we have a podcast. We like doing the media stuff. We like uh, drawing attention to the cigar community as a whole. And by the way, we get to do these really fun projects at the same time. Like to me, that's the funnest part. With like really no high expectations. Like Chris and I are not going – to brick and mortar from brick and mortar, to brick and mortar and be like, buy our cigar, you know, like sell our stuff, put it on your shelf. It's no, it's just like, it's this cool. Fun project that we wanted to do and we wanted to see how it was going to turn out. And it turned, it turned out to be wonderful. It's turned out to be one of the coolest learning experiences given the good things and the bad things, like having to repackage fucking everything, having to rewrite everything, having to redesign, redesign, rebrand, all that stuff, the good and the bad. It's been an amazing experience. I wouldn't trade anything for the world. It's been absolutely a blast to be a part of.
1: What's, so um so who so Chris does what and Corey does what with the cigar and the pockets. Like I, I think Chris, you're the more the graphic guy, right? You make a lot of the artwork. If I'm not I'm mistaken. I'm the creative. Yeah, yeah, I'm the uh I'm the
2: goofball who plays dumb on purpose on the show. And I also handle branding and creative shit for the show as well as the cigars and things like that so i i i, I it, it scratches my creative itch i mean that is that is the defining factor of why I, why i still do it And it's and it is like the best part because that's why like when we talked about having to go through a rebrand we had these like lengthy talks about like <laughs> changing up everything literally overnight it was like fuck it this is just a problem and we just gotta we think through it creatively and and come up with something new so it's it still was like it was it was like scratching that creative itch so it's you know i'm the i'm the i'm the the visual you know,
3: you're the visual guy
2: yeah I'm, I'm that guy i'm that guy yeah
3: we i could take like a stupid fucking idea and i literally i would sound like an idiot saying it i'd be like i want to think about this thing and i think this would be cool and what about this and chris would be like yeah i know exactly what you're talking about And then you'll just go and do it that's awesome and then it turns out better than what you had imagined in your head and you're like holy shit so like all the creative design work around not only what we do for the podcast but the cigar and all that that's all chris's brain travel. he does all of that stuff my responsibility is keep the show moving <laughs> come up like come up with the content i produce everything so all the youtube stuff and all the the podcasts and all the production and all that stuff is done by me and then he does all the rest
1: yeah it's i always say like it's good to have two brains and especially if it's your brother i mean that makes even more you know this is a brother from another mother but you gotta have like at least for a podcast it's hard to do it all by yourself like oh not, my god we talked about this before i like, got on our podcast with you with you first on i think and when we had when you had us on but like there's so much background that people don't know that it's like the tip of an iceberg right you only see the tip of an iceberg and then it's huge underneath you know all, all the work comes in is all underneath the water for you know that analogy but like sometimes I'm like, damn, I'm putting in a lot of hours just to get this shit yeah. out. Like just today, it's like we got we got here today, and I'm I'm posting the uh, Billy Cattolo, uh video, and then I'm posting on on uh, I'm thinking of the artwork, then I'm thinking of the caption, then I posted on the burn down, then I posted on TikTok. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm exhausted for the last hour just looking at my phone, and we barely even talked.
3: Yeah, what that's a- but and that's that's the weird reality. Like we the episode that we came out this week is five reasons not to start a cigar podcast. I listened to
1: that today actually.
3: Yeah. And, and, and for me, it's, it's not like I I really try not to be discouraging, but it's just like, like you guys can empathize with it because you do it every single week, just like we do. And it's so much work. And you're either willing to put in the work and you're willing to put in the time to put out a good product or you're not. And it's, you know, in the world of podcasts that's ever growing, you're, you're fighting for people's attention. You're fighting for a finite amount of time Mm -hmm. in a week for people to pay attention to what you're putting out. And, it you're right it's just like a tip of the iceberg like i think most people have no clue i think that's like oh, i am going to plug in my headphones into my phone and start recording and you know people will come and it'll be great and it's like oh oh, oh if you no, only know no. you only knew like,
0: like that's the way like it's it's we tell people that <clears throat> that you could that's the way you can start you know if you're trying if you're if people are come up with excuses as to, oh, I can't, I don't have the equipment, I don't have the money to buy the equipment, I can't do this, I can't do that, I don't have a, a camera, this, that, and the next. It's like, no, you can, sh- basically, like, you you could put your headphones in and yep. just hit record and start. And you'll grow from there, it's not going to, you know, you're not going to put that one or two or ten episodes or twenty episodes out from your recording from your, your cell phone, and you're going to make millions uh, of fans. It's not going to happen, but You can start like that. You know how we started. We literally had a a, a iPhone like six, and no microphones, and just hit record, and it was the worst episode. But you had to start somewhere.
1: I tell people all the time, you got to be willing to be consistent and putting in Mm. like that's that's that was the first thing my brothers told me because my one of the reasons why I got into podcasts is because Justin and I tried a few different things, but then I noticed my brothers watched hours and listen to hours of podcasts you know rogan tom segura joey diaz all these guys all these comedians and uh i, I asked my one brother and i said hey man you know what do i got to do to have like to, to start a podcast and he goes find whatever you want to talk about but he's like you have to be consistent if you want to do it once a week you got to do it every day di- every week on a friday or a thursday because people are about consistency and if they don't see that they're just going to fall off And I tell people that all the time. I said, it's not as easy as you think. Like it's for other ventures. It's easy to set up. Like Justin said, you just get your phone and start out and figure out as you go. But the hardest thing is being consistent with it every single time, every single week and putting like the effort in constantly day in and day out. it's
3: not easy. I think It's, it's, it's not easy. And I think consistency is the key. And I don't think we hit that enough in our episode, but it is so true because like even now, like we've, you know, we've had people that have message and it's like, Hey, I just got turned on to your podcast and I started listening to episode number one and I'll go skip the 100. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, yes. cause I know, I know when that's, that's when it starts actually getting pretty decent. A hundred, like that's my marker. Like go to episode 100 is a killer episode with John Huber It's one of my favorite episodes. Like if you start there, you probably get attached to it. But when that ep- episode number one is just lingering there and that's the first impression someone gets i go oh fuck we've lost them 100%. <laughs> we've, we've lost them from the start
2: <laughs> there's a there's a lot of things to say about it too it's like um you know like they they, they talk about the life they the lifespan of a comedian right and they say uh, any any of them that speak eloquently about their history as a comedian all say when they're huge right like well how long have you been doing this is like i didn't actually reach my like hit my breaking point, like where I was starting to be successful or see myself succeeding for like 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, and, but the, but the sad reality is people, people anticipate this instant gratification thing, mm-hmm. which is disheartening because I'll put it in an analogy. It's like the skier who sees a bunch of trees in their way and never sees the path. All they see is the obstacles. So then they don't fucking ski through it. Mm,
1: it's right. like, that's
2: good. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you you, you got to be aware of the obstacles, but you also got to see the path too, because you, you got to get you just got to get through it. And and I think a lot of people prefer to choose the easy path.
1: Most definitely, yeah. It, that's just the way. That's just the way a lot of humans are built. And yeah, you, you have to fight through that initial like, "Fuck, this sucks. I suck. What am I gonna do? Like, how can I be better? Like, you got to say you suck because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sure so,
0: i suck again i fucking <laughs> suck. yeah you suck again but uh no no you're right man. like you have to it like you said it takes people to realize that it takes five ten fifteen years to become an overnight success like we've mm-hmm. said that plenty of times on the podcast they don't see yes all the shit like like you said somebody finally you know they find you, you know, just the other day we oh i just got hooked on your thing and uh you know i love you i love you guys and i'm already up to this and i said but you guys released hundreds of Two, episodes. I think
1: you're like on 240 or
0: 244 right? or something. So like, 40. you're at 240 yeah. episodes, and now you have a new a new listener. Like, hey, I just found you guys. Like, oh, my... and you've That's done crazy. 240 episodes prior to that one person finding you. So it's like people don't yep. realize that you gotta put all the work, and then eventually, you know, little by little, you'll get five more files. You get ten more. You'll get five more. You get another ten. You get twenty. You get a hundred. Like. And next thing you know, you're like, holy shit, here I am five years later, and I have 300,000 monthly listeners. Yeah, I'm, like, How did I get here? Okay, well, I just got five to 10 every single week for the last 10 years. Hey, Matt, <laughs> Matt Ryan said it best. I mean, he
1: said, you got to embrace the suck. Like, you, you got to embrace the suck. You're, you are yeah, again. That's the thing,
3: too. And you know what's crazy, too, is like, I think sometimes you got to be your own worst critic, too. Like, 100%. you've got to be, like, I look at it, and it's like, it's a constant, it's a constant evolution of what we've done, like we know, you know, and i'm sure you guys are the same way. You know what episodes are going to hit and which ones aren't. Like you know which ones are going to receive more attention versus which ones aren't. Like if you're doing interviews, like there's certain ones that we do and you start to use that formula to build some consistency around your podcast and the content that you're developing and putting out. And i think that's that's part of it too is like is being somewhat mathematical about your approach too, like understanding like the things that work and the things that don't work. And i think more importantly talking and discussing the things that you love talking about like our best episodes the ones that receive the most attention are the shit we love talking about the most so then we go well let's do more of that <laughs> Let's yeah. do the more of what we love and then guess what everyone else loves it too like we had and a couple episodes like, where we cool called thing.
0: them uh shooting the shit episodes where we had no plan on what we were going to talk about oh we i love that hit record and just started talking and we called it you know shooting the shit episodes and the first one released, everybody goes, "Yo, I love that." You guys were just, you know, hanging out. You had no, just kind of bullshitting. So then we did another one, and then we did a third one. You know, and we, and we just every once in a while we kind of just throw them out there, and people like them. And we have no plan. There's no structure. It's just right. so yeah. turn the microphone I mean, on and talk. I had talk. a guy.
1: I had a guy message us once. I think he's like down in Australia or something like that, and uh, he was like, he had like this crazy surgery, and he messaged us. He's like, "Hey, man." You know, I just appreciate your podcast with just the the fucking banter back and forth because I'm in my I'm in the hospital bed and like in a cask and I was able to listen to you guys and I just felt like I was chilling smoking a cigar and he's like it brought me out of the hospital and where I want to be and I'm like, dude, that, that's awesome. That's it's and I'm like I said we're just like some average dudes, you know, like you know, we're average guys doing what we, doing what we like to do and so it's crazy to get the feedback from people.
3: I mean, you that's know what's the, crazy. That's what's crazy about the to lounge
1: talk, right? Yeah, that's that's and that was it is. that was the whole premise of the of our podcast hey let's let's try to bring the conversations of what people talk about in a in a lounge and bring them to like a podcast platform the internet and then we can and then we're starting to like hey let's get more like outside people of the cigar world in our world and let people know like cigars are cigars are really big a lot of people like cigars and many people don't understand that so when they see these professional athletes these fuck you know, singers gangsters comedians talk about cigars and it brings a new light and new lifeblood of cigar smokers in and that's 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 what it is
3: yeah that's awesome I, I could not have said that better it's and it you know what those stories never get old like that the, that kind of feedback it never and i see you guys posted too and i love that It's like where someone's just in Real sincere appreciation of the stuff that you're putting out. That shit, it doesn't matter. Like we've done it for five years, it never gets old. When right. someone hits us up, I'm like, I've never, like it. I get tickled every time I see it. Like, yeah. and I never. It's one of those things where it's like, it does humble you for sure. But just the appreciation, the fact that like someone is actually taking the time out of their fucking day, and people are way busier than we are. Yeah, you yeah. Know I mean? Like, there's people that are working multiple jobs, and somehow they'll find. And whatever fucking job they're at, they're like, dude, listen to it like 15 minutes at a time in between breaks. Like, you know, people go out to smoke. I'll go ahead and fire up the podcast. You're like, what the fuck? And I'm it's like, seriously, that kind of commitment insane.
0: And that's and that's, you know, honestly, that's why we do what we do. Right. Like, ultimately, that's why you guys are doing what you're doing. And that's why we do what we do is you to get responses like that and get messages like that. That's what it's all about. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, fuck the. You know, obviously you want to make money and, and you know, fuck the the fame and all that other stuff, but when you get one of those little messages where it's like, hey, I got through today because of your episode. That's cool shit. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, that's man. what it's, it's all so about. cool.
3: Yeah, it's so cool. The I other
2: the other thing I've found humility in doing it is I never look at stats.
3: <laughs> yeah. I haven't
1: looked at stats He's in like All about the year. stats, man. <laughs> you know, I'm not a numbers guy, but I love seeing
0: the stats. You know <laughs> what's funny is that I'm the numbers guy. Like, I have a numbers brain. It never fucking shuts off. I'm always all about the numbers. But I don't look at stats. And he's not a numbers guy. But all he does is look at stats. <laughs> it's fucking wild. It's, it's, it's
1: bizarre. It's, you know, it, like, the, I love seeing what people are listening from. You know, how many downloads this one got? How many views this got? You know, why is this episode drawing more attention than others? Because, you know, the, the, the analytics is endless. So, it fascinates me for sure.
2: I'm the, I'm like the emotional guy. Like I I go, I, when it comes to this particular venture that I have with Corey, it's all about the feels, you know, like there, for me, there is nothing about the monetary nature of it or the, um, like the progressive climb. There's nothing about it. That is my driving force behind why I still do it. I just love, I honestly, I just love working with my brother. That's awesome, yeah, I, like, man. I like talking with my brother.
1: Same. That's it. That's Same. what it's Same. about. I, th- I think that's a great. I think that's a great way to end it. I just love working with my brother.
3: <laughs> I don't
1: think it gets better than that. I don't think you can get up from that. I mean, I, hey. I like working with my brother for another mother. So that's what it is. But hey, Corey, can I can I show him Cigar Corojo? Uh,
3: there's only a minute left, so show show him afterwards. Yeah, I'll let, send it to let, him.
1: yeah. Let's let's send you guys out, and then we'll hop back <laughs> in and bullshit a little bit. Okay. All right. So, but but anyways, before we end, we appreciate Corey. Chris, hot ticket podcast. Of course,
3: Thanks for having us on, man. Yeah, this yeah. is
1: round three, so we appreciate you guys coming on. And uh always bullshit, and I think people appreciate seeing two greatly successful cigar podcasts come together and shoot the shit.
2: Yeah, I
3: love okay. you guys, man. It's a lot of fun. You guys are great.
1: You guys are even better. So with that, we're sending you guys off. Cheers. Chin salute. chin. Salud. Chin chin. Bye, boys.
3: Cheers, fellas. Cheers.